1: Welcome to another episode of the bandwagon podcast. And today is somebody who I championed from the ends, which was Hanseth Barmigan B21. Um in his short career, if I said to you, this guy has worked with some of the best artists and the biggest artists in the world, going from Deljit, Garden Ordula to have uh, it with Sidhu, you would not believe it and think, what is what else is in store for this guy? Um Without further ado, welcome to G Funk.
2: I do, Rick now. What intro, man? Thank you. That's, yeah, well, <laughs> I just you, kind of know,
1: you know what I was thinking about in terms of this like you're around this, like your your tracks and stuff are everywhere. But to have kind of a no one's done an in-depth interview with you. And I just thought it's yeah. just such a big opportunity to try and just catch you at
2: this point in your career. Yeah, no, 100%, man. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't think I've actually, I've done the odd BBC Asian Network interview here and there, but I've not really done a podcast. So, no. It's, but you it's know, with that.
1: the Asian Network ones, is like they'll cut a lot of the stuff out and then they'll just yeah, fluff it. Yeah. And then you're in and out before you, you spend more time with the people in the background than the actual presenter
2: and, and actually speaking about so, things, to be honest. And that's just normally, normally it's just when a release happens as well. So, you know, it'll be good to chat about everything, <laughs> everything yeah. and anything.
1: Okay, so I want to I want to kind of work my way to where you are in the present day, but as I mentioned in your intro, around the, like you, your hands with bringing, can you just tell us
2: a little bit about that, or where you where you started from, uh, etc. Yeah, so to be honest, um, I was actually born in well, some hospital, so it was actually my first house was in Albury. so I wasn't, oh I've not always been at with. No, um, you got a, already. You're on a yellow card. That does not mean- <laughs> Yeah, so that was, I was lived there till I was about four. Um, then I moved to Hansworth Wood. So a lot of the time I spent with my nanita, my nanny lived in Hansworth. So I was there for a while. Um, that's why a lot of people think I'm actually from Hansworth. There was actually a tag in my old mixes as well, straight up B21. But no, I, I'm actually Hansworth Wood. So a lot of people don't know that, but yeah. Yeah,
1: because I remember seeing one of the pictures that you put up and uh, I'm I'm going to try and uh, make everybody um, kind of visualise it as best they can. But in in Handsworth, there's a kind of a bridge that um, links to Smetic, And underneath there, there used to be loads of graffiti. Some of the bands used to have some of their graffiti names oh, on it. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a Shade Punjabas on there as well. And they had loads of other tags in there. And you actually put... There was a tag up there, and you actually took a picture of it. So I thought, oh, this is all history, pretty well
2: actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's it. A lot. Most of my family's from Hansworth, so you know that's. I guess that's what ties in with the music as well, because you know a lot of mu- music is from Hansworth. Well, I, I still claim that. it, Well, it is the historical capital of uh, UK, Pangalow, really. Yeah, hundred percent. I think 100%. a lot of people say you know London or other cities, but no, it's definitely Pangalow. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get. It. I hope we try and bring it back. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's a tough one, though, isn't it? At the moment, I, sp- I suppose with um, with the way that the music has travelled and the way it gets fa- manufactured, you could have five people from all all around the world coming for you know contributing to a song. It doesn't necessarily mean it's it from one place.
2: Yeah, no, you're, I think nowadays, hundred percent. I think we got a producer living in one city, one country; a singer living in one country; and the lyricist living in another country. Yeah, so it, I guess it's it's a good thing too. I'll be honest, like. But, you know. So, how, how, did, how did you get into it? From, I've done some kind of research
1: and stuff on that. Was your yeah. was it your dad who was a drummer, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, like, my dad was a drummer.
2: Or... Yeah, so this is like, um I think that's where it came from, really, to be honest. Because um, there's no one else in my family who, you know, have anything to do with music. But, yeah, my dad was a drummer. He was in uh, the Darmadia X Band. So, he used to play uh, drums there. I think Section uh, Edition, they used to play keys at the same time as well. <laughs> he was there, so... He was a drummer only for a few years, but this is a, a while back, man. Way before and, I was born. Yeah, so oh, so was it like
1: was did you did he try and introduce music to you, or was it just a natural curiosity and then he
2: helped develop that? To be honest, um, so obviously music has always been played, like Bangalore music. Uh, he's a big Sohotas fan, very big Sohotas fan. I'll be honest, like when I first used to, I wasn't really a big fan of all the UK like 90s music man. Even now, I'll be honest, I'm not really a 90s or 80s fan, man. Serious. Seriously, yeah, 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 but, oh, but I find that strange. Used, why, you, use, but, yeah. you use quite a lot of the those influences in your music, though. Yeah, like I, to be honest, my, I think my main, you know, um, kind of influence is two thousands. Like there is, but there is a there's a few stuff I like, but it's very, you know, like a lot of the bands I'm not really big fans of. What, what?
1: Why is that? Have you ever thought about in detail what why is that? Because that's like that answer is one of the only ones that. I don't think no other person has ever said that in yeah. the, in, 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 the, in the podcast. It's like the standard answers in it. Who's your influence? Yeah, your yeah. Harmonic, junky love, yeah, last yeah. one, right? And then you got then people say, "Oh, I love
2: the '80s, '90s music," and that. But you're the first one who said, "Actually, I'm not a big fan of it at all." Nah, man. Uh, you know what it is? I'll be honest. Like, there's a few stuff. I'll, like a few of them, um, like you know, the the Padmashankar stuff, the uh, Like I said, even like Jazzy Jazzy's first few albums that you know i like them but a lot of the apart from that i'm really not a fan of, a fan of stuff man um i think that's mainly because i don't i find it a bit cheesy man I, know it's a bit, I might upset a few people saying that but i do find it a bit a lot of the band music from then very cheesy <laughs> yeah I,
1: I i can see you i can see in terms of like the the lyrics are a, um, a bit more kind of Especially UK yeah. with a little bit more simple. And, uh, and the, the musicians, I don't think, were brilliant. Um, I know. You could definitely see a standard increase um, as the years go on.
2: I think even the vocals, like vocalists as well, like a lot of them weren't my taste in terms of. Uh, I would mention names, but <laughs>
1: maybe that's not a good no, idea. Hey, look, man, it's your, your thing. You can say what you want. At the end of the day, if you're yeah. being genuinely
2: honest, that's up to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, they, they, I just find it a bit cheesy, man. It's a bit cringe. <laughs> that's me being honest I don't, a lot of people are going to be like oh, forget this guy I'm going to allow him but yeah that's my honest opinion so then um, is, so what was the first kind of instruments that you kind of picked up to be honest I, I started learning piano when I was um, in reception month, so I was about six years old I started that I didn't really get very far with it I think I got to grade two so it's not. it wasn't really much um, use to me violin I tried that as well that was no use I'll be honest I can't really play percussion either so like I've kind of self-taught myself I'm, I'll be honest like even with keys I'm not the greatest but I can play to a certain extent but um yeah instruments I'll be honest I don't actually know that many that's just me being like straight up like I'm not you know and yeah. then was it the
1: natural journey to go into the um kind of the remixing because that's where yeah like how old were you when you started doing that because you blew up pretty quickly in that
2: side of it. And what were you? who were your influences? Um, to be honest, like, I started mixing when I was about 12, 13. That was, so I went to uh, all, um, there's a lot of gold at my school. I went to King of Five Ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i a boy. So I went there. Um, and there was a, you, you might know, you know um, so there's a guy, Dolly Harder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he went there as well. He's a few years older than me, but, uh, they did like, a. it was like a talent kind of, it wasn't even a talent show. It was like, a Asian, it was called Asian arts. And these so, you know, it's just like the Asian kids used to do like a show and they had, um, you know, pangana dancers. Um, there's, a there's a singer as well. I went to my school, uh, that's why well. he's, he went there as well. So he, you know, he used to be singing there. I think then he went on to, you know, be part of um his entourage. Um, and then, Hardo was a year younger than him, so he actually used to mix then as well. So he was actually killing it on YouTube. Um, and I was just like intrigued because I remember one of his mixes he mixed uh, Stuart Dre with uh, the Shinba Duet High Flyers. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but you know, I was like taken back. I was 11 years old, I was like, bloody hell, oh, this is, great. <laughs> this is all right. This is um, and then from there, I started just doing basic mixes, like just transitioning one into the other, made a YouTube channel. And then I got proper, like, really into it. And obviously, me going to grammar school, my mom and dad like, kind of realized, like, what's this kid doing? He's not even focused on his work. So they made me shut the YouTube channel down. And then uh, it was doing all right as well. I think one of the mixes got about 10,000 views in a month. So I was like, That's, yeah. that was all right for me. I was thinking, yeah, like, and especially back then, that was tough. Yeah, that was just a basic mix, man. Um, and then I started using GarageBand, um, which is on the iPad. I used to mess around on that. Um, and then it's not until I'll be honest. I think the first guy to like kind of mixing key was obviously Frenzy. I think in two thousand and he was JVD mixes. I think he was doing was it J, the, he used to do a few Bangladeshi mixes. And then I kind of you know this has to get This is completely like brand new. You know the guys mixing like four or five songs. Like he's basically building a whole track from you know from other songs. So then I kind of like looked into that. Um, started doing my own like it he was heavily influenced by our I'll give him that. but um, yeah it was literally from there and then about 15, 16 I started uploading stuff on SoundCloud and then that's it to be honest that was it, it did quite well
1: yeah I think I think one of the other things was especially if you're looking back at um, Frenzy's part was that where he came out there was a social media wave at the same time yeah yeah and I think you were very similar kind of that bit as well and then yeah, how it yeah, kind of, looked, like, it exploded. I think it yeah. happened a lot. I think for a lot of people, in fact, mm. uh, especially if you're in that kind of mixing scene, it blew up really quickly, um, especially with tags. And I think different platforms, like, Twitter wasn't the same as what it is now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it yeah. was a lot more kind of, what is the world West than Western? Anyone can say anything to anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think, yeah
2: especially a lot of artists as <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I remember, you know, I think artists were using it to the advantage. I remember, like Manny Sandy, was on it quite often as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he. I think
1: with Manny as well, that's how he kind of cornered. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how he captured Canada. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, like man. He's, how he used to, yeah, how he used to kind of um, speak to a lot of his Canadian audience and that as well. I think that's what helped him later on where he invested that engagement at, at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, man. I think um, gone. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think uh, that's it. Did help me to the advantage as well. Like, when I was putting mixes on Twitter, it was because it's so easy to retweet as well. Like, I think a lot of today, like you know, even like on Instagram now, you can share people's stories. Like, you can put it on their story on your own story. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's more like easy just to do that on Twitter back then. So it did help. Yeah, it's just easy just to retweet something. So no, it's good. So that you, you know, like, used to, you used start to
1: What were some of the challenges that you that you came up to at that point, especially with, like with mixes because. Yeah. A lot of other DJs started to do the same thing then. And, and I think the market itself got flooded quite heavily with mixes, especially now, if you go, if you go on any, especially on TikTok, everyone's done a reel. It's always just mix after mix after mix. And you, you just type it into YouTube. There's just loads of them.
2: You know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, um, a, the, one of the main challenges were, you know, like getting your own sound. Cause with mixes, um, especially if you're mixing one song with another song like for example now like if uh, mine and frenzy stuff i think we were influenced by the same kind of music you know like what we were mixing with so they did end up sounding a bit similar obviously i was influenced by his mixes anyway but i think one thing which benefited me which stood out you know a lot of people can't can't mix in key man i think that's a really big thing if if you can't mix in key then there's no point releasing a remix because you don't release a song if it's out of key. The guy is singing in a different key. When oh, you say that, there's still a lot of people who still release with that if it's not in key. Oh, there's terrible! Like I, I, the worst thing is, I, I was having this conversation with someone else actually. I was going on a t- TikTok the other day, and uh, yeah, some of the mixes and they're getting so many likes and they're out of key. And I'm thinking like, yeah, what's wrong with people? Like, can they not tell? But, but, uh, you know, funny you say that because. I had a
1: conversation with Hay when I did this uh, the the podcast. I think possibly even Buddha, where Mm -hmm. there was kind there's kind of two schools, isn't there? There's Mm -hmm. one where people have done twenty years, for example, of learning all the instruments and um, learning every single intricacy of of uh, the common sort of uh, South Asian music, right, Uh, instruments. And then, so when they kind of released it, it's from an art form. You can see that they've done all the men, that everything's been done. Yeah, and yeah. then you kind of, let's say you had the the new modern era, which uh, which I kind of class yourself in. Yeah, yeah. Who almost became a little bit like, got little elements of that, but then they're also kind of like computer programmers and coders, where they're able yeah, to yeah. kind but of say, we're able to use, utilize what they've done, put it from yeah. here, actually tighten it up, smarten it up. And then be able to put it out. And then you've got these two kind of clashing where, especially the old school are thinking, hang on, you've done all of this. We've done all of this for how many years, blah, blah, blah. And you've just jumped on here on this bandwagon. So sort of, forgive the pun. And then gone and said, uh, you know, taken our glory. Is that, yeah. do you recognize
2: that battle? Well, to be honest, yeah. You know what? I, I find it like, you know, nowadays, now, like, you know, music in general, it's so like, easy to make into it's like you can make it with a click of a second you know like uh, click of a finger sorry but i've seen there's a, well, this might get a bit controversial now but even like the fact that like there's a producer in the uk uh recently i've noticed as well he's been taking his beats from youtube and um so he's taking it from youtube and he's literally like bought the beat so when you buy a beat you get the stems with it so this guy's just changed the drums and like because it's because he knows how like, to use computer, like, is basically like coding, really. If you know how to, like, use your computer, it's not hard. So he's literally bought the beat and he's just changed the drums. And he's done that on a few songs as well, man. And it's, like, it's a bit funny because when I see his uh, captions and things, he's saying all this, uh... Original. This old... <laughs> Say like a... What's he saying, Like I'm Original. Did not he's really like, oh, no producer can test me and stuff like that. I'm thinking pretty.
1: <laughs> so, I don't, obviously, I don't. I know elements of this with with other packages, but um, you know, if they if they if somebody buys that beat off them, does yeah. the original person who's done it like kind of has to take it down and they can't ever put it back up again because otherwise yeah, people can spot it, won't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. So to be honest, like, um, I think there is an exclusive uh, license you can get. So where they remove it, so another th- situation where this happened was um, when Shubb released his album, Still Rolling, um, I think, that, so there's another singer in Canada, It's called BK, he had this, I think he used the same beat as well, and then, because um, he'd already, you know, he'd already used that beat and recorded it, I think the song was going to come out, he just ended up leaking the song, so yeah, I, th- I think some artists don't even bother, to be honest, it depends on how many you've used the beat, it's got... But yeah, it's, it's a common thing, to be honest. I, I know a lot of uh, these producers in Punjab as well, they're just buying the beats and just, you know, just changing a few things and just releasing it. So it's not I a bad thing. Is it a bad thing or a good thing? It's definitely not a bad thing. You know what it is? I think you shouldn't be getting cr- credited a lot. You know what? As a listener, no one cares anyway. Like, the average listener is not going to care if you bought the beat, if you made the beat. To be honest, the average listener doesn't even know who producers are. Like, I can, they won't know who made the beat, but... I think it's a bit unfair for like, you know, other like they're getting a lot of workload um, just because, you know, they're just taking the easy route, but it's, the game's a game. isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I, I get it. Um, and I think it's something important, especially for new people coming into the, um, into the industry to kind of, it's like a litmus test to see what works and what doesn't. I think people are a lot more connected to their kind of, I don't even think people are fans anymore. I think they're just kind of like just customers or whatever they are. Um, and, like, they don't really care as long as, if it sounds good, they'll just dance to it, they'll bite, they'll jump in. And they don't really yeah. give a shit about the artist's history, what they're up to, the the producer, what they've done and achieved. I think it's just, you know, some people, some even people's own family won't even spend 99 p to download the
2: song for them back in the day. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. what are you expecting from others? No, you're right, you're right, 100%. I agree, yeah. It's you know, it's. I think it's only going to get worse. To be honest, like you know, the way even like the way music's made now, there's a websites where you can upload a song, and you can even take out like it, it separates the song like not the vocals in the track. You can actually take the drums out, the melody, the bass. It's crazy, man. So, oh, that's
1: gonna you, take a, a few people off. Yeah, taking people. Yeah, well. hundred <laughs> um, percent. It- the conscious decision then of moving from remixes into production, what what was that like?
2: So, to be honest, like I never, you, I'll be honest. When I was a kid, like I'd never wanted to even be a producer. I was a big fan of Jazzy B, like the two thousands, like Jazzy B, like I'll be honest, my favorite album of all times, Romeo. So that's like that's, that's my been, favorite album. Wow. So that I, mean, I want yeah. to be a singer, man. Even though Punjabi's not great, I'll be honest. Punjabi's.
1: You wanted to be a singer. You wanted to be at the front. It? You had to
2: you want to be on the front of the stage, get the adulation. Yeah, that's it, man. Like, I I just thought Jazzy B was the coolest guy ever, man. I'll be honest. So I wanted to be like him. Like it wasn't even like I was looking at other singers. Like you know, I want to be a singer in general. I think it's just Jazzy B was like, you know, he's the man in it. So um, that was what I wanted to be first. But then that kind of just died out. Did you sing so, any songs? No nah, nah, nah. <laughs> The only time I sing is if I'm a few glasses, and then, then they, might, they might start coming out there their department. apart from that. My mom's already told me to have been in the shower a few times. She's like, Just give it a rest. Man. I was going to say, did that
1: original YouTube channel, did have any of your vocals in it?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty much. it that's long gone as well. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't think I've got the confidence to do that either, man. That's one thing. Um, but if you think about it, how
1: much, like, I'm, I'm not saying there's a lot of producers who have gone down that road, either from not being able to get vocals from an artist or yeah. thinking, hang on, why should I pay this person? I can do it myself um, yeah, yeah. instead of being behind the deck so I can sing. And um, it, it's just an alternative way of doing it. Like there's a lot of producer PBNs done it. Um, I mean, Shindar technically is always kind of dilly dally between two. Yeah. Um, but for this argument, we we can say that um, he's the man, especially in the 2000s, there was a lot of that happening. Um
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, I mean hair's isn't it as well. He's done it in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But Do you think he would be? I think the main person at the moment he's making his own beats is that uh, Wazir. He's so got Wazir in. Yeah, he's doing it. But I don't know if it's a good idea personally. Like, I'd, like you know, I think people start doing that when they're like a bit of a a dip in their career, man.
1: Yeah, I. It's like it's like for Shinda for me now. I think he needs to go back to uh, just kind of being that producer kind of thing.
2: I'll be, I'll be honest, like, I think Shinda's a sick producer, one of the best, but vocally, I'm not really like his biggest fan, man. I don't really like many of his, like, songs he's actually sang himself. As a producer, he's, you can't touch him, but, you know, yeah. But that's a lot with these guys as well. A lot of the guys who are producing and singing, I'm not really big fans of the vocals, man. Do
1: you think? Do you think though the producers are going my my goal down that road because there's not that many UK singers coming out now, is it that that new generation? I think you got a bunch of TikTokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have but transitioning those TikTokers into singers, I think that gap is is still not made properly at this moment in time.
2: Yeah, you know, you know it is. I think one of the main reasons why, obviously now, like. I think a lot of the kids, they're getting, the parents are getting, you know, the parents are born here. They're not, you know, they don't speak Punjabi at home. So that's one thing in itself. There's not enough singers because, you know, at least the generation before this, you know, the parents are, you know, back from, you know, from back home. I think now Punjabi's not really getting spoken at all. Um, and even like, there's not a lot of students here either, man. Like a lot of students are going on to Canada. So I just can't see, even producers. it, I can't, I just can't see it happening, man. Like I th- I'll be honest with you, I think this scene's finished. The UK is done. Like I don't think it, I can't see it coming back anytime soon. Right, for example now, like if you look at like, you know, for example, um, I'll just use like Raf as an example now. He's one of the, you know, probably the biggest singer in the UK. But even he's like, you know, he's got to, like, I think he's in Canada like, most of the time. Because I don't think there is a scene in, like what there's a few clubs club shows and you know, there's a you know, the weddings that sit and it's not really like we don't have any big like events and you know. Like look at now, look now. If you look at AP, what he's just done in Canada, he's announced that you know festival summer holiday. Yeah, it got cancelled. I don't think there's old enough tickets. I mean. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the harsh reality of it, isn't it? Yeah, but like, if you would compare something like that to here, you, then you got you know, I'm just going to be honest. Sandor Medler. I mean, <laughs> we both saw the lineup for that one. You know, what I mean, like that's the levels. Like you know, it's a bit of a joke. Man. I think I.
1: I actually like what you're saying because you sound as miserable as me, really. So I'm <laughs> young, I'm, I'll be honest. I just don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, because I, I've had, I've had a lot of conversations with people and I dilly and daddy where I think, yeah, the UK's been, like, look at recently you've had GV, PBN's coming back, Justice India's just released, but they're kind of a generation, isn't it? That, that younger p- part of it is just not. Even though I think there's a market out there for, for everyone. I always believe that. I think whatever someone wants to put out, there is a market from it or so at, for it at some point. But yeah. the, the longevity wise of some of the artists, especially coming out, cause they, I even think the, the, the new parts of it, you're going to see a spike and then they're going to go. I think their lifespan yeah. is getting shorter and shorter. Either you're going to get canceled by the, doing or saying something stupid or you're going to, or that. People won't be able to connect with the language or they might not connect with the beat, but then you still need competition. Even if you're dominating the scene, you still need it. Sufri needed Maliki and vice versa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jazzy needed everyone uh, to go, uh, go around. You, you need, uh, Sanj needed um Zeus and True School and all these people needed each other to to motivate in order to move it on. If you're just in there on your own, the complacency kicks in and that creativity just just stumbles.
2: Yeah, no, I'll be honest, like it's 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 not, it's not first of all, I don't think that there's any competition. Like if you look at the big like the two like biggest Producers I think at the moment in the UK, you've got um Mari Sandy and you've got True School. Even like there, like you know, before like if you look at Manny Sandy's first album, it was all UK based, you know, like a lot of the singers. But even Nat, like True School now, for example, he's not really working with a lot of any like anyone from over here um, in England. You know, he's obviously done Nimrod's album. I think it's coming out. He's in the G's Geordie, but it's, it's 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 just hard. Like, I'll be honest, like you know, this whole Punjabi thing as well. I, can't, I just think it's just a bit done now, I'll be honest. Like, obviously, the odd song here, like, for example, now Goat, when I made Goat as a, a dollar song, you get the odd, that like, you know, the legit the the now will release a dollar song. But, you know, people in the UK, they're like, I think they've just like lost the plot, man. Like, these new producers, like, they're like a bit, they don't think forward, like, you know, they're not very forward thinking. Like, they're not, they don't want to move with the times, I'll be honest. Do you think, do you think,
1: do you think that they're making it for themselves and not for the audience, where the commercial people out there now are, were, are making it for the audience and say, actually, whatever I want to make, it's not really going to connect with anybody?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know what it is? Like, a lot of these, I just think they might be a bit deluded, man. Like, I genuinely think, like, they don't know what other, they're just, like, so stuck in their own... Um, or well, maybe they dislike it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say that, you know, they might actually dislike making the, that kind of music, but there's a, if you look at like, okay, look, you go to like the last 10, you know, 20 biggest songs of last, you know, of the last three or four years, I reckon probably about one or two of them have got percussion in there. Apart from that, like it's all just, you know, oh, trap or hip hop beats. question and, that is, mate. I'll like, be honest. Okay. Maybe in the last three years,
1: yeah, you've got the odd ones, I would say, that you've had in, like, with the precautions.
2: It's a bit, it's a bit, you know what it is, like, I've been to a few weddings now, for example, like, let's look at, um, all right, um, Godden's album, uh, Back the Fuck Up, with, a uh, true Corner, he's, you know, that album did well, I'll give it that, but it's like, even the DJs, though, they'd rather play a song, like, you know, like, 52 bars, with no door you know, I don't know if it's like, this it doesn't make sense to me, I'll be honest. You know, um, it's a good a
1: very good point. And I think what, what that's about is even to an extent yourself is guilty of it, where we've talked about, you know, you're stuck in a little cycle.
2: Yeah, yeah, of and, so, yeah.
1: and if we like hip-hop, let's say that's kind of like my favourite re- genre. Yeah. That's kind of short-circuited out now. Yeah, yeah, we're part yeah. of old, we're part of an older generation now, or an aging yeah. kind of phase of it, which yeah. the younger generation might think is like garage when it first came. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, when the garage RDB phase, yeah, that yeah. came in. Maybe that's being classed as what hip hop bungalows, and now yeah. the next, the next sort of phase is is trap and 808 and whatever is coming out now with no percussion, because that's sort of, all. Yeah. Like if AP dropped a door track then you might see the trend coming back again. I still think you'll always go back into a circle, but I don't... You'll always go back into a circle, but in a phase. But I don't see that phase of the tall one happening, uh, lasting
2: long again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I'll be honest, like, even if you look like now, for example, um, there's not really much, you know, like, I think a lot of artists have done that now. Like, I think with Siddu, he did a few, well, to be honest, I think he's only dropped one song with a doll in there. No, two, maybe. I think he did Bye-Bye. And what was the other one? G- G-Wagon? Yeah, I think there was only two. Correct me, I might be wrong, but...
1: it did Unfuckable on, on, on with it, isn't it? What was it?
2: Unfuckable? Yeah, yeah. with the yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a leaked title. I'm going to say for a week. But yeah, even like... I don't... I think people... Because they're, they're the... You, now you're right. that It will always come back, but... I don't know, man. But
1: I, a lot I, of the Siddle mixes always ended up having a tool on
2: there anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. That's the it'll always be there. Like I think you know, like it will take it. It takes more like you know, look, the Jeth now to release a track, like a doll song, and then everyone will jump back on it. Yeah. So you know, I think his last few albums, he had Moonchild, he had Drive Through, and they were all, you know obviously intense. So a new rain. one, Ghost, coming out he's got on that one as well in it. So yeah, yeah. So I'd, I don't know. I don't. No,
1: go yeah. I've got a road to the legit program going on here. I'm trying to get at least one like from him by the time I hit my hundredth show. Yeah,
0: so I'm yeah, all, yeah. I'm
2: like, I can't keep up with him. I genuinely, I'm he's, like, he just announced a new new movie now so as well. Yeah, I can see like, that today. I just like
1: he goes from a photo shoot doing his stuff to dropping an album to shopping. To I was just like, I don't know. I I couldn't. If someone asked me now, what's the legit? His lifestyle is crazy. I don't know how he can. I don't know. He's crazy. But there's, I think this, I think he's gone into that level now where super fame is kicked in. Because if you look at yeah. some of those, those pictures that he's with and those collaborations are going to be mm-hmm. monster. I think, I think Sindel's legacy is protected forever.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: His death has elevated him to unreachable kind of levels. I think people yeah, saw yeah. the differences between
2: him and all the other artists out there. and it, yeah. And I don't think it'll ever be kind of. But still, I find it crazy, you know, like how people, like, even used to compare him with other artists before, like, and if you, like once he passed away and you saw, like, you know, you had Drake wearing his t-shirt and then who else is the Burner Boy announces, you know. Uh, they're, all,
1: they're, all kind, they're all kind of, um, I think they're all kind of playing that now. I, I hope yeah. that people are not uh, exploiting the vulnerability of the parents, you know what I mean, like going over there, shooting videos. Yeah. Doing certain things like, okay, from the face of it, it's okay. It's like it's fine. I think I don't know who did it that that rap video, and then the next day the video was out, and I just thought, oh, there was this. You know oh, how yeah. you know you get me like how how
2: much of the um how much there, control there is that? I'll be honest, you know these guys in they're clever like these these guys are so clever like what they're doing. They know that if they just mentioned Siddh once, you got about Sindhu's fans are crazy, but they're like <laughs> they're you know, actually all the bit...
1: tags in it. All the tags. You you see on the Brit Asia rewards that have come out now, you know, the categories. Sindhu's been tagged for everything, including like yeah. I don't know, best oh, best video, best this, best that. He's just thinking, you know, just swarming the whole thing. Well, yeah. I'm gonna kind of we'll pick all this bit up a little bit later because I want to kind yeah. of put up to that bit. But your yeah. your debut production was um, Santji, which um, yeah. was a Dharmic track with the yep. GS Nome Prindia, which we've had on the podcast as well. And yeah. uh, he's always a character in, in, in his. Yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. What was that experience like then from moving from into the from a remixing scene where? Effectively, the song's already kind of made, and you've got an idea of what it's like
2: into kind of a fresh piece. Yeah, so like, you know, what I'm just going to be honest, like, you know, like my first two releases, like those kind of like releases so Santhji as well, they were made very similar to like because I wasn't really, I didn't. They were all samples. I'll be honest with you, like straight up, they were just samples. So to me, it was very like familiar, like in terms of like because I was the mixes I was making. They were like. Kind of production based in terms of the way they would be made so obviously like I wasn't on like decks you know mixing one together it was literally like I was using uh logic to make mixes um so when I made that it wasn't it was like literally just making a mix I'll be honest because I used all samples at all was you know I found a door like some loops um piano sample um bass, found the sample for that so that was like it was pretty it was pretty easy but he um so obviously um Gabal he actually came up, so he was like, yo, like I've got, uh, I had no idea I was going to go into production. Like it wasn't even like, I didn't think of it twice, but he, we, I think we went to get a mix. We went to get a mix grill at the village um, in Hansworth. <laughs> we went to, so I went there, we went to get a food. So I had a mix grill, I can't remember. It was, <laughs> he was going on about, um, he's got a new a new track coming out and um, the those producers who were doing it, they couldn't do it. So I was thinking, like, all right, I didn't know where he was going with the conversation, but he was like, yeah, this, the sync, the vocalist is the short Prince. So I'd heard him on one time for your mind. I thought the album was sick. Um, so like I said straight away, I was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. Um, so he came in the vocal. And to be honest, like if I listen to that song now, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not really happy with the production, but I just think it's terrible when the production is, but I was like, it was, you know, the way we made it though, it was like, I was excited, you know, it was a very genuine way we made the song. Like, you know, um, we sat together, we made it, and it was a wicked experience, man. I'll be honest, like, it, was, it was sick. especially like did, first the, song, did, you know. did the experience then outweigh
1: what your feelings of it now? Because if you didn't go through that at that point, you might not be able to kind of pick it up now. I don't think that there's many artists out there who kind of listen to the early stuff and think it's... Even with films, you know, with, with directors and any kind of work. It, even this podcast is a little... What, if I go back to my first episode, oh, my God, there's so
2: much mistakes. Yeah. All this, you know what I mean? Do you think you're being a little bit harsh on yourself? I mean, to be honest, like, I, I don't remember how old I was. I think I must have been 18. when that's that song. 18 or 19. No, I was 19, sorry, yeah, 19 I was. So listening to it now, and, you know, that was my first, you know, first production, it's still everything's in key. Like, it, it, it sounds all right. Like, it doesn't sound terrible, but, like, from what I can make now I think and listening back to that I can obviously see which is good to be honest like if I was making beats which were good then and i you know I'm listening to my beats now there wasn't no you know if it wasn't like any different I think bloody hell I've not made any progress in the last few years but it's good to see that but you know I'll give it to Gopal like you know the, I, it's not even like I approached him to you know make the like track even he offered it to me in like which is a big thing man like that's the reason like you know a lot of what i'm doing now like with all these other like, it started from there so you know you so he obviously
1: gave yeah so he yeah. obviously gave me you quite your, your your debut single but then went yeah. further it was a dharmic song so that's like a religious uh yeah. song and then yeah. he get uh, an opportunity on his de- for a debut album as well album, yeah, yeah. yeah put the gob in there so like how does the pressure then go, go up because he's on, I've, I've experienced him in a in a um, in a recording studio and he's
2: yeah,
1: yeah. he's a different he if something takes over and he's you know how you'll kind of want to record a, an artist and, and get a yeah, certain yeah. vocal and it, it's strictly business in the way that that how he does it how did you kind of balance that then from having a one-time experience? The album itself was made in, from what he said in the, in the podcast, yeah. uh, made in three days at your, at your nanny's house. Yeah, and then house, yeah. the production was based on um, a Bluetooth uh, oh, headphones. Idea.
2: Do you want to just go into a little bit about that? <laughs> this album was quite, yeah, it's quite funny, man. I, I... To be honest, I, I can't even remember now why we made it so fast. Like I don't know if it, it was like he, a, he said that, that was down to him. He had it he had it in his in his head that he wanted it done in that time. Yeah, because I think it it was going to release in January. Um, I think though no, it did release in January, but I can't remember why it was. Yeah, but so basically, I was uh, um, it wasn't even a Mac, so I've got to say I was using an, uh a Surface Pro or Windows one. So that's not even like a music production laptop. That's like a you take that to the office like it's like a tablet. So um, the reason we were using a Bluetooth speaker is because uh, we were using Bluetooth headphones. It wasn't even a speaker. So um, I must have got the jack of my headphones stuck in the in the sound, like the actual the the side of you know where you put the headphones in. That was stuck in there. I couldn't take it out. So that was jammed in. And bear in mind, this is a time where, like I wasn't actually taking production seriously at all. Like, it was like, just, uh, you know, I'd release one song and it was a hobby. So I didn't have any interfaces or like, I didn't have an interface, enough didn't have speakers. Um, so what we did, we plugged the, um, you know, headphones in. It was actually headphones. They were, it wasn't even a Bluetooth It was a Bluetooth headphones. And we were playing it out loud and passing the headphone to each other. So um, it was pretty crazy the way we made that. And... Um, the album, to be honest, I'll be honest, a lot of the songs in the album I think probably they were a lot like you know sample based as well, like they were just mainly samples. Like, listen back to it now, you know, I know I couldn't better, but the one track, the one with Rough Spiller, we you know we played live keys on that. And, um, bear in mind, my keyboard wasn't working either for some reason, <laughs> it was like it was just the worst time to make the album because you know my headphones weren't working, my keyboard wasn't working. So, I used a garage on an iPad. So I'd um, have to, you know, send the track to my iPad, play it on the iPad, like, and that, and it was, like, two seconds behind as well because it was on Bluetooth, like, when I was pressing the keys. So it was a headache. And then send it back there. And then if the piece wasn't right, then send it back. It was just crazy, man. But, yeah, three days we made the album. And you know what? It was good fun, man. Like, I think the album, you know, even, like, you know, Kapal might hear it now and think you know he could have done better with the lyrics, or you know even I'm like, I could hear the beats and like you know we could have been better. But because the album was made so genuinely, again like you know we had fun making it, like put on, even though it's three days we put a lot of hard work into it for those three days. And it was went it. number two in the mainstream what? charts and the album charts. I think I think that yeah, I think it's the highest. I, I'm pretty sure like Punjabi Army's joint with um, City of God. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I did well, man. I was happy with that. And you know what? People did even, like, all tells me now, like, even they say to me, you know, they, they still listen to that album, which is pretty crazy, man. Like, you know, it came what out. Did, before, what like, did you learn
1: from that experience, then? Because you, you, you've you gone into, from that, as you said, there was many obstacles in making it, but what was the lessons that that still stay with you from today?
2: Lessons, one thing is the equipment. You don't even need, you know, you see all these producers with fancy equipment and stuff. Like, I'm actually in my studio now. I've got like the most basic speakers, like the cheapest on the market. Like my keyboard, on even my mic's not great. But you know, I've realised you don't need a big setup for a start off. You know, like all these guys like taking pictures in studios if they bought this equipment. That I don't see the point of that. To be honest, like I'll like even with Go, I'll like I'll go into that. But that was made on you know like all these tracks made on a small laptop, hardly any equipment, and. um, just you know what, the audience don't care how the music's made, man, as long as they'll just listen to the song, if they like it, they like it. I think people do overthink a lot, you know, like, oh, we need this, we need that. Um, but I'll be honest, when someone's listening to a, a car, you know, a song in the car, they're not going to, they don't know how you made it. So that was one lesson. And even, you know, what, another thing as well, like, we enjoyed making the album. I think, you know, you enjoy making something, use, you know, the, the consumer, you know, can hear that and they can feel it through the music, you know. It's like, even if you they say it about food as well, like, you know, if someone's like in a bad mood and they're making food, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard, I've heard a few people say it, but you know, then you could like, you know, if they're not, you know, had a shit time making it and you can actually like taste it through, like when you eat it as well, man. Like, Well, you mean like, like kind of the energy, like a vibe or something? yeah, like. yeah. I think the energy you put into something, if it's, you know, put good energy into anything, whatever it is, you know, come out with a good result. Mm. So that was, uh, yeah, because that
1: album, um, also featured another debut that, um, of uh, yeah, uh Raf as well. Yeah, did yeah. did you, um,
2: how did you two meet then? So he was, so Paul was showing me some, um, uh, so I've, I've seen like Raf a few times on like Instagram, like this is like before he was even posting anything, like I kind of knew of him, and I saw him in a few videos as well. Um, he was in a few true school videos, so I saw him there. And um like, I didn't really know who the guy was, but Gabal basically showed me some clip points um of the it was a voice, like a voice clip. It wasn't like I didn't know who it was, but he showed me a clip of um uh, Raf singing. And I was thinking, yo, this guy sounds like pretty sick, man, because he was singing really high as well. I was thinking, you know, he's got a really he sounded a bit like, Bind- like the first i been Bind- That's who he sounded like the first time I heard him. Um it was actually for a different track Gabal wrote. He's not really I don't think it's no he's not come out, Gabal's not released it, but that was the first time I heard him and I thought, yo, this guy's pretty sick, man. And kapal was telling me, Look, he's not got a lot of confidence at the moment, you know. But I'm trying to tell him, you know, you know, I think kapal pushed this guy like really like rough you know, a lot, man, just to get out there. Um, because I remember kapal saying, Look, like, you know, he doesn't know if he should be releasing, but he's Gabal's, you know. Finally, got him because in his first song was a song yeah yeah it, was,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. It was, yeah it was yeah so that was um I met him I think it was in the album came out in January I met him in September so I met the guy like I didn't really know much about him but then, like when I met the guy like he's um yeah it, it was quite it was strange man because like the way he sings is so sort of, like you know like thisy and then you got um He's like, not this yet. All of us guy is pretty mad. So I was like, yo, this is a bit, you know, this is like pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, so we went to the studio and he, he was sick, man. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, that's the first time I've actually seen a vocal being recorded. So Gopal kind of led the session and we actually recorded at um, Spacey, another producer. So the Spacey, sick producer, man. He's uh, We recorded at his his yard. And um, yeah, man, he worked the vocal out. And I was like, yo, he whacked it out pretty quick and he sounded pretty sick on it, man um <clears throat> did i'll be honest i pitched his vocal up so it sounded even you know i think everyone could tell that anyway but i did pitch his vocal up and uh yeah it was a sick experience working with him and then after that we kind of you know got a few more sessions in but yeah he and it was my decision actually because on the album there was a lot of big singers you know like established singers so like um he, he was on there obviously had the short prince um um who else was on there. So Kundapanchi, he was on there as well. Um AS Amr, So there was you know, these singers had been around as well, but it was our decision. We wanted to actually surprise Raf Raf didn't have any idea that his would be the main, you know, the first single, like the number one of the album. So we thought, you know, we're gonna do this and like disguise, you know, out of all the tracks on the album. That was my favorite anyway. So I said to Kapan and Kapan said it, like, you yeah, know, we're gonna make this track number one. And uh, Ralph was surprised, man. He was like, he was taken back as well. He was like, because this was his first song, and he was, um, he was like, you know, you put my song first, like, but because he obviously he respected all these other singers as well on the album, so that was a good right decision in the end, as well. It, you know, I think that track, a lot of people actually don't know about that track either. Mm-hmm. Did it,
1: like it, it was kind of a um, a start of um, of your next tr- track, so you got, not an a yeah. went from a dynamic song to a Glossy song,
2: which was, yeah, yeah. Was like one extreme to the other, man. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so like, how, how, how did that, how did that come about, where you think, where you thinking like, I could work with them a little bit more, and then, um, go on to, a little uh, Lilacadeh?
2: Yeah, so like, they were, so I'll be honest, like, I kind of like, you know, had a friendship, like we kind of had a friendship after that, like, we, um, you know, started just chilling out, like, it was cool to talk to, you know, like, we had the same kind of interest in terms of music as well. So he was like... I'll be honest, at the first, he was really into his hip-hop and folk. So even the track we did with Gabal, um, that's... Be, he was a bit sceptical about it first because that wasn't actually, you know, it wasn't really this scene. It wasn't really, you know, hip-hop either. It was kind of like a bit of a modern sound. had like 808s in there. And uh, he was quite... I'll be honest, like back then, he wasn't really too in touch with um, the India market as well like you know like that was like a big sound like back then you know i think you had snappy doing a lot of stuff then um the whole kind of new kind of music and um yeah so he was a bit skeptical about that but when he came out he's like yo this he kind of trusted you know my vision as well like what i wanted to do um so we did record a few we, we had we recorded two songs actually first and which haven't come out like they didn't come out either they were completely different and um I think we were at, I went to his, so we were on the level, like, I went to his yard in London, we were chilling. And then we were just thinking, look, we need to get a song out. What kind of, you know, what kind of vibe should we do? And uh, he was just, you know, humming, humming like like tarja and stuff, like compositions. And then he was just singing a hook and he said, glass, you know, this and, the, and, uh, and then I was like, yo, that's not bad. Like, there's not really been a, like uh, a glassy song in a while. And you know, the maddest thing is like, we, when we were doing this now, like we had no like idea, like where this, you know, we're taking the track, like we didn't think it'd blow up or anything. It was um, like, I was, I think, even back then, because I've not released, like, this was before, um, I released with the Jeep, like, I didn't actually know, like, where this, I didn't really, I thought, I was a bit maybe, like, you know, I was saying earlier about the whole Bhangra music, like that. <laughs> I was actually saying you know back then like let's do something straight like you know like a 2000s and like 2008-9 kind of vibe 2000 you know that kind of era yeah so we went with that hook line and even um then the the verses we literally came up with it there and then and if you listen to that song as well which is quite rare these days every verse is a different composition so um we came up with them all the, all literally on the spot there and that track it, Got while to come out. I'll be honest. I got a bit lazy as well, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I got a bit lazy with the, uh, you know, sending the stems and stuff. So I think I delayed it a bit. But when it came out, yo, oh, bloody hell! Like, it was getting slated, man. <laughs> like, yo, it's like it's the biggest pile of shit ever. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting these. Uh, I don't want to mention names, but there's like a page online. I don't even know who runs it. I think I know who runs it, but he was like, he kind of he was like, yo, G-Funk, you know, this is the second time. It's a bit questionable. His team around him. You know, first he released um Go, and the Mixmaster wasn't. He's like, he's had problems with mix masters before, and this song's like the productions a bit, you know, a bit off as well. Uh the mix- sorry, the Mixmaster. And uh, as soon as he dropped the video, bloody eye kind of blew up, mm. But yeah, like. It was all even with that. I think you know we were the energy when we made that song was really good as well. So you know, and then um, yeah. it, like in terms of like you did quite a lot of stuff in that, but you it's
1: you, you're not really working together now, are you? In terms of some of the stuff, yeah.
2: like, we've not really we've got songs lying around. I'll be honest, fun. It's a quite it's a fair few to be honest. A few bangers. I'll be honest. There is a there's a few bangers lying around, but if they come out, they come out. I'll be honest. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe one day. Your, um,
1: you said um, from when you when Put the Goblin came, uh, Put the Goblin there came out. Yeah. Your, um, your sound was starting to go across the world in that bit. And what I mean by that is it caught the ear of kind of the attention in terms of when for, for GOAT.
2: So how did how did that start? Yeah. So basically. Um, this is actually a bit crazy, this story. is um, So with the Diljeet thing now, um, he actually had, not I think Musala heard Santaji, sorry, and then Diljeet, which was just random as well. I was thinking, what the hell? I didn't actually know, like, I knew like um, a lot of like, you know, a UK, you know, crowd had heard it because it was like a big thing over here. But when Moussela played, I was thinking, what the hell? But me and uh, Diljeet, we actually had... um, I just sent a beat, so that goat beat, I'm must have. i not going to lie when I say that, I sent it to everyone. Like I found everyone's emails, I sent it like, people like Mickey singing had it, Jazzy beat everyone. So I think everyone had the goat beat probably about a year and a half before it came out. And then just, by, like, I just sent it to Cali Quest as well. So bear in mind, this is the first beat I've actually emailed to anyone, um, and then I've sent it to Cali Quest. So out of 30 emails, he's the only one who responded. I was thinking, what the, like, to me when he responds, I was like, yo, this is a <laughs> this is a big thing. And he's like, yo, just keep this, um, hey, what's up? Like, keep this beat to the to a side. We wanna, you know, I'm gonna show it to um he calls it Badi, he's gonna show it to the Jeep Badi. And um yeah, I'll let you know, but just keep it to the side. Um and then I was like, bloody hell, yeah. Like, just even that I was thinking because it not getting a response from anyone, but then I got a response from Kylie because you know, maybe something's happening here. And then I kept sending beats and beats. And it actually got to the point where um so we, me and Cali quest exchanged numbers. Um and he said to me, He's like, Look, can you like come to India? And I was thinking, You are like like you can do like the G Baji wants to do um like work with you, like even like to do like an like, album. So like to be honest, listening to those beats now, I'm kinda of glad that other ones didn't come out, but um yeah, he even said, that he said, look, if you could come to Mumbai for a week and we could do an album. But that really like, it just never really happened in the end and everything went quiet. And then I got a phone call. So the first time I actually spoke to the Jeet was, um, he actually, you know, the Geordie film, which just came out now. Um, he actually asked me about that. He's like, do you make folk music? I was like, I'll be honest, I don't really play any instruments. Like everything I was sending him was like more of a, like a mix of both. But um, he wanted to pure, so I did, I'll be honest, I did send him something. He's like, look, if you can send me a guide, um, then, you know, I can let you know. So I sent him a guide, It was a pile of shit, I'll be honest. So, but I think he heard it. And then obviously we didn't really touch base for about a year. And then randomly, in I think the album came out in July, I heard from him in May. He like Kylie Quest rang me, he's like, The buddy's gonna do the song. Um, it's gonna be the main song of the album. I was like, What the fuck? Is out the blues. And, so like, and bear in mind, I was seeing all these goat goat um pictures as well. Like, he'd announced it like way before even I like, knew goat was gonna be on the album. Um, so originally the song was actually called History. Uh, so his story, so it's with two S's because obviously the song goes on, but they changed it in the end. But yeah, literally in May, they told me, got an all, I was gonna write the lyrics. Um, and this is the main song on the album. I was like, "Bloody hell, yeah, fair enough." And then um, my family didn't believe me. They're like, "Oh yeah, just chatting nonsense, man." Um, even though I had the vocal. They still didn't believe me. And then when they actually got announced with the poster, it said, "You know, go got an original in G funk." Then they were like, "Oh bloody hell, yeah, right, fair enough, son." <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, that happened really quickly. But over like two months, that song was just done like dusted.
1: Um, when you were um. Making the, especially, especially when you're putting something like that again, is there pressure then to kind of go away from what you're good at to doing, just making anything just to make sure
2: that the product gets done? Yeah, to be honest, like, even like, so with that track, you know, like, with that beat, I genuinely like that beat in the first place. That's why I sent it. Because um, I thought, you know what, maybe this beat does have potential. So... um to be honest, like everything was already in that track. So he, like when I sent it to him, it wasn't just like the loop. It was like the slungi was still in there. The flute was in there. Uh, Thumbi piece was in there. So that was more or less done and dusted. So like, cause he liked it. So like he liked it already. Uh, all it was, we changed the key a bit. I think I put it up like, about four keys higher. And um, it wasn't really much pressure. Cause I'll be honest, like with uh, Garden Orjula as well, like he was like telling me, look, just leave this many bars, leave like, he made it very easy to work. Like, he was like the first going to be here, leave eight bars. And you were speaking the to you were speaking to in at the, at the same time, yeah, yeah. So, we were um, we were chatting anyway because we had actually worked on something else. So, this was um, so obviously, after the legit thing didn't like it, kind of went quiet. Like, Halley Quest was like, Look, if you want anyone else to like, um, you know, work with, like anyone anyone to work with, just, you know, let me know the names. So, this is literally at. E3 UK this year, I think I actually saw you there as well. <laughs> E3 UK, um, when he came down with Ambry Verk. Um, and i have been a fan of him for a while because like, I saw him the, the same year earlier when he came to, um, was it Second City well, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right, get... I saw him there as well. And I, I was like a big fan of him, man. Like, especially the guy's young and he, like, from even before Don't Look, I kind of you know knew about him. Um, so that's, that's the first person I said. I was like, look, can you, like, get me in touch with Codernodula? And I promise, like, I'm not even saying this. Literally, I'm saying this too i i have te- on the phone to him saying it. About 10 minutes later, I'm literally on the phone with Codernodula. And bear in mind, I've not actually released anything, like, I've like, obviously I've released a dynamic tape, but I don't think, obviously, those guys had heard it. So he's basically on the phone to, like, a brand new producer and you know, he obviously CaliQuest helped me out and then he was like look he's like you know he makes good beats and then we tried something as well like a few time, a few times um we had a few stuff like he was in India he had his India show then he came back it was the same kind of thing and then in April I think I sent him one beat and he he liked it and you know he sent <laughs> he's a bit crazy as well That like, he recorded it and the whole track was more or less done that song still hasn't come out um so we were already chatting then anyway, so when he said, "Look, CaliQuest Quest was like, look, you guys are already talking anyway, so it'll be good if you like do another track, and then he made it so easy for me like did you did you have out. it uh, uh, did you have it already titled in terms of the what the what the original track was, oh yeah, yeah, a lot <laughs> of people already know, I'll be honest, I made mean, uh it was don't look to, yeah, yeah, but um, I don't think that's gonna see you know, I don't think that's gonna come out. I'll be honest, <laughs> yeah
1: i wonder how much unreleased stuff as well because you also had you also met with Sidhu as well and you recorded yeah, yeah. some bits and that as well like do you think that will ever see the light of day what do you have to do? Go-
0: without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: can see his dad in terms of, like, what, 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 what's, the, what's the sketch so around that? One track um, has been shown to his dad already, and that's definitely coming out. Well, that's what I've been told. Obviously, a lot of things can change, because, you know, it is as well. I'm not going to get my... More- I've learned in this industry as well, never to get your hopes up, man. Like there's a lot of things be said and they just don't go through, but, um, yeah, that song he's, he's been, it's been shown to his dad and he, he liked it. So hopefully, but even with that, like, you know, I don't know when that come out, like they might, cause Sidhu's only got a limited amount of stuff. They might, you know, give it to another producer and be like, look, cause, cause that's what, limited.
1: that's what I'm not just saying in this case, but it happens with quite a lot where, yeah. um, uh, a, a duljeet a it got an A Sidhu, a Gary Sandu, a whatever, would have a, a song and then give it to a bunch of different producers in terms of kind of say and they wouldn't know who's got the songs, would they between themselves? And then yeah, like for example when they like, will get it,
2: they'll be yeah, what? Yeah, that's what, like I'll be honest, like um there's another track I've done with the which um that happened, but then we're back on it again. So like we started it, I think someone else had like, I've done it again. Um so hopefully touch with that comes out. But um, it happened with another track as well. So Rajan and Jor, um like I've done, like I did a whole album for him. It just never came out. Um, but there was a song he released with the Lajit called VIP. Um, I sent R- Rajan and Jordan a beat and he actually wrote VIP to that beat and then um, I had it lying around for ages and I thought it was a decent song. And then next thing, you know, like I've seen a little clip and uh, he's released it with proof. So I think it does happen quite a lot, to be honest. I think. But,
1: you, but like, you know, like for me, if you've got, um, I've got limited talent. Everyone's yeah. got limited, but some people are way more in other bits. If yeah. you've kind of exerted all your creativity in that one bit and, you, and it just gets left about, like, that's a piece of, of you and like your energy. We've talked about energy already, but like your kind of creativity just kind of just left there. So like, yeah, I just don't. And, and it's very common with a lot of producers where they say, Oh, I've got this unreleased on my, on my um, computer. I've got so many unreleased tracks. I'm like, I don't understand. Cause surely you would go, make as much effort as you can to try and just get it out there. Not everything needs to come out with a video. Not anything needs to come out from there. Like, if you, if if something happens to you, like all those kind of bits that we've got, that goes as well, don't we?
2: And everyone misses that. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I'll be honest, like, if I if I say this now, I think I've genuinely worked with every artist. I can name on probably one hand, like, who I haven't worked with, but I've got I've made so many songs with like more or less everyone. They just haven't come out. I think they're gonna start because a lot of things is you'd be surprised, like. Sometimes you make these songs, they'll sit on them for a while, then they'll just drop them, like, after a, a year or so, or two years even. So a lot of this stuff now, which I've been sitting on for about, about two years, and they, only the videos getting only getting shot now. So that's pretty – it's a bit crazy, but um, it is a bit It's a bit annoying as well, man. Like, I think as a producer as well, if you're putting these ideas to a side, like, there's only, like, you know, creativity is like something – it comes in, like, you know, it's either – It's hard to always be creative all the time. So when you put all that energy into something and then it doesn't come out, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a situation. But then do you like then um, kind
1: of, like you've you've worked with everyone and not everybody, not everybody, not every artist is going to like all the other artists. How have you managed to kind of, I said it to you when I met you recently, I was like, you're probably one of the luckiest producers that I've ever known. In terms of, <laughs> like, you've managed to yeah, yeah. everyone, but like, yeah. how do you kind of navigate with this? So like, if you work working with me, you can't work with him or you can't do the, 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 the politics around it. How do you glide around that then?
2: Okay, so I'll tell you like a situation now. Um I don't really want to mention names because I'm thinking a little bit, but people know here, they still know like who I'm about anyway. So there's a, a big artist and another big artist, and I was kind of cool like i was kind of under say, management with uh, this certain artist one of the one of the artists so i got the other artist approached me to do a song and this was going to be on his album um this was going to be on his album which was literally a big big album i think people could probably guess the art, the two artists but yeah so i was meant to do that and the video was supposed to be so the song's done and everything and the video is supposed to be shot in literally three days, three days before the video shoot. Then I kind of got told by like the management, they were like, look, just we're gonna ring them and say you can't do the song. Cause um like we wanna we can't you know say that we're working with you if you're gonna do this. And they were like look, you know, if you forget this song yeah we'll you know we'll guarantee you you'll get this and that with this other artist. And looking at like, it now, like yo, it's the biggest like regret of my life, man. Because um, if that song did come out with that artist, it would have been big. Like the video, and especially a video, I would have been in there as well. So it would have been the, it would have been a good look for me. Like I was in the video with the artist. Um, so you agreed, it's, not you agreed to kind of scrap the track. Yeah, reluctantly, to be honest. Like, and now this song, like the song which is, it's with another producer, and there's a big mainstream like name on there as well. So like, looking back, obviously it's a good thing now. I guess like you know, he, he's working with a mainstream singer. But yeah, man, I think it, it, I was kicking myself after that. And like that song got thrown away, and even the other artists now, I'm not even, like, I'm not got any work coming out with them. So yeah, it's 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 a bit weird, man. I I don't really, you know, is that
1: is that the kind of stuff that make,
2: make makes you um. But I think it's all, I'll be honest, I think it's all bullshit because you know, these Punjabi artists, like, there's no one who's got a serious problem with each other. You know, if you look at these, like, another scene now, uh, if you look at drill artists, uh, they're actually going around, like, stabbing people. Like, it's not, it's only music at the end of the day. Like, if you, someone's got a problem with someone else in this industry, it's generally just to do music. It's not like, oh, I'm from this area, you're from that area. You know, you can't, it's all nonsense, man. Yeah, because I, I remember bumping
1: into you, and I hope you don't mind me telling this story, but. Yeah, yeah you've just released arguably the, the one of the biggest songs recent times with GOAT. yeah and I, when I saw you and I spoke to you you were absolutely exhausted yeah. and you were skinned you were broke you had no money yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like I couldn't work out how from one thing from having yeah. that to everything to working with the biggest artists in the in the in the, in the in the world that these yeah. two extremes are happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, and, yeah,
1: I, and yeah. I sat down with me, I said, Let's try, let's do you know, where we're speaking and giving an idea doing that. And I just thought, This surely can't be right, especially if we got somebody talented
2: like yourself. Yeah, yeah. what's it going to be like for the newer people coming in? Yeah, I'll be honest, like, you know, when I came into music, like, I had no clue what I was doing. Like, I thought, you know what, as soon as this the, the, the legit thing happens. I thought, yo, that's it. Like, the money will come because I had had no clue. Like, in terms of like you know about royalties or from, and you know what it was because it was my first song as well. I didn't even bother asking for anything. Like, I did get paid. Don't get me wrong, I did get paid. But like, looking back at it now, like, I'd know what to do in that situation again if I was put in there. um, I'd get you know, I'd ask for royalties. I'd ask for you know, I'd sign up for PRS. I had no clue at all. But and then. I think people saw that and they took advantage of that as well. Like they, you know, they were like, "Look, this kid doesn't really know what he's doing. We'll, you know, and he's got a talent. We'll make the money off him." And that actually did happen. So I didn't release for a lot of uh, a long time, like about a, a year, like I. And because that it was it was that happened as well. I was lost. My like, you know, I didn't even want to make music anymore. I thought, you know, forget this man. It's, I was kind of in a bad place, man. I'll be honest. So luckily, I got out of that. But now I think a lot of, you, you know, like to these new producers or like even singers, they should know that they're, you know, they're obliged to get something, like, you know. Like, I think a lot of producers go to this music game now. I'll be honest, I met a producer in India recently. He's, um he was working with artists out there he's doing it for free. And I was thinking, well, what are you doing, man? And he's, um, he's like, oh, no, it's just, you know, to get my name up. And bear in mind, this guy's got a bit of a name. But he was saying, yeah, i do this for free. i do that for free. I was like, you're just wasting your time. You're paying for a ticket to come here and you're not getting any, you know, work done. But it's a bit crazy, man. like, you know, this industry itself. So I've got a friend now, um, he's a producer as well. His name's Esfinesse. Uh, so he does music in the, you know, for like these UK rap scene. He's worked with Fredo and stuff. And the way he actually deals with stuff, you know, it's completely different to this, like it's, you know, paperwork, everything. These like with these guys now, like even like the big artists, you just here's my bank details. is, send a bit of cash. But doesn't it? Doesn't it? um
1: If you try and professionalize it and try to have all that paperwork alongside and sending it to those art, those artists, wouldn't it scare an artist
2: off to say, "Oh, this is not worth this headache"? Are they? got he's under. Yeah, I'll yeah, be honest. It is because 100 that and that situation's happened before. Like not with me, but it's happened with another another person. Um, and they've told me, like, look, he gave the charge. Like, it's how much we charge for a track, and this is to a big artist. And the artist was like, they thought it was actually rude that he was even asking for money. So it's a lot. It's a lot of ego thing as well. The worst thing is these artists are getting paid a lot, man. These big singers, but they just don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah that 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 was that was my uh, my my final point
1: on it, which was to say where I thought where there's not enough money into it. And you look at how much some of these artists are charging now for weddings. And yeah. um, I think they've gone, I think they've, they, they, I think they've gone mental. I think they need to have a realistic idea. I heard um, one artist who shall remain nameless went from eight grand and then settled with the family to do it all. And it came back and charged the one to thirteen. Then now, yeah, and then now for weddings, it's like 25 grand, 25. Chart the chart, you know, if you're a promoter, yeah. how the hell are you gonna pay that amount of money on a night and make any money back for in returns? They all think in weddings is now kind of like a tour arena tour kind of thing, or what's going on. Prices yeah. in Canada is just ridiculous. It's 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 gone. Mad, and then what's happened is because there's a gap in that market, yeah. the DJs that are able to kind of and the decor companies then are able to push their prices up at the same time, so the weddings get more and more expensive, yeah, 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 because, because now the bars are being raised by entertainment and stuff. It's 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 ridiculous. Like, I couldn't afford to do my own wedding again, <laughs> not now, yeah, no,
0: no, especially with, no, no, and, I, and I look
1: at some people, I'm like. At the end of the day, you could understand the family want to have the best for the wedding, completely agree with that. But when they when people are charging 13 grand or 15 grand or 25 grand to sing
2: it's just I, I can't I, I don't understand it's that. A, it's ridiculous, man. Like, even like I think it's all a, it's for show, man. I'll be honest, like of course, it's for show.
1: But I think what happens is, is because one artist has seen the other artist get it. And then yeah. say, why do we need to do X? You know, five where I could get it all in in the price of one. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I get that, but yeah. what you're charging? You, like some of these are proper shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've yeah, These
1: yeah. people,
2: and I'm like, why are you doing? I yeah, don't get yeah. it. I I don't get it. It's it's. Just, I'll be honest. Like even these artists, why they're charging so much, I'm not going to say all of all all these artists stuff, but. They're charging a lot and they're just the tightest guys I've ever met in my life. Like you're charging this amount for a gig and you don't want to give, you know, you don't want to share it out like but you oh,
0: know, they're, they're they're, this well.
2: go on, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, current. Sorry. No, I'm just yeah.
1: saying, bro, I've, I've, in, in the last sort of a few podcasts, I've talked about resources where I think um just mentioning Raf a little bit where he was able to sing, and then he, as a deal, he does his um, his videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So where he's in-house, he can build and narrate his story. So no matter yeah. what somebody says, he could capture an angle or a film and, and tell a completely different story because he's, he's packaging it together, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Where you've got another artist who's just got the singing... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got talent needs it developed a little bit more, but then he has to pay five grand a video, two, three grand. That's going to turn up because he's going to release a load of crap to start off with anyway, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Where yourself? How does that was that different? Because you're 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 able to do a little bit of that in your own. How much did that experience help you move it, it, it to where you are now? In terms of like
2: having my own like,
1: like yeah, like knowing how to work uh, Final Cut, knowing how to do yeah. kind
2: of. Uh, I'll be honest, like, it did benefit me in terms of like, especially you know, one thing that I've realised as well, you know, like, on like Instagram, um, I was making all these like videos like on my phone, but they were looking, uh, they look, they're looking good, man. I'll be honest, is like uh, one thing I'll say, like even we're talking about like DJs now, for example, like in the mixes, um, if you look at Frenzy stuff, like Frenzy was actually you know he was doing like videos before, so you know he, he was Frenzy film house at one point. So that benefited him a lot, because when you see all these videos, they're looking professional. But um, a lot of the times, it it did help. Like, even, like, artwork, I used to do it myself for SoundCloud, everything, um, which it does benefit a lot. But um, someone like Raph, for example, now, when you're making your own video, obviously, I think he's still going to pay for, like, you know, uh, the equipment. But he's saving a lot because he's doing a lot on, you know, editing it. He's doing it all himself, which is you know, it's good, man. It is. It's it's handy to know a lot of you know, know different things. Yeah, and and I, and I think that's why
1: it's, that's why that pressure thing is becoming more and more. Where you need to have it, uh, all those, you need to build those kind of resources. Even with this podcast, I've had to learn loads of different things that artwork, yeah. doing it myself, doing all these things. You know, you are thinking I'm just doing it as a just a laugh, but I, I have to kind of flip it and take it serious now as this is growing yeah, yeah, yeah. more and more. I have to kind of. I've had to make a decision to say, right. I'm going to have to go out for sponsorship. I need to build a studio. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know what I mean? It is getting more and more
2: out there because I'm not like one of the only ones doing it at this moment in time. No, it's good as well. I'll be honest. Like I think there's a, one in Canada, which is I think I watch it here and there. But even with this, like it's no filter, which is good. Like you know, like if you go on um, Asian network, like I was saying, or even it's not you know, there's only certain things you can say. I think. So, no, it's good, 100% one. Just...
1: Do you know i kind of focusing, especially where you're hanging around with... You talked a little bit about your current um, uh, scenarios or how, of how you're working together. How did Sindhu
2: get in touch with you then? How did that kind of project start? So that was actually... Um, so uh, he Actually, so he was with... Um, so basically, it's a beat... Um, it's on my Instagram at the moment as well. It's uh, like a snake charmer kind of beat. Like it's Bollywood samples and stuff. So um, Raph had that beat. Um, and I think we, so we were going to release it and stuff. And he actually, so he was with Sh- Sindhu shooting. Um, I think they were planning the videos at this point. So they actually, they haven't recorded anything yet, but they're planning the videos. And then obviously Sindhu and Raph was a singer. And then he was, obviously Raph was probably be showing, you know, what's coming soon. And Sindhu heard that beat straight away. And he was like, yo, I, I want this beat. Um, And Ralph was like, no, you can't have it, obviously it's mine. And um, he said, look, I'll get you to the, I'll get, you know, get you in touch with the producer. So I'm literally just chilling one day. This is really, it's a bit mad to be honest. I'm chilling one day I'm getting a phone call and it's from Raph. Anthony's like, I've got someone who wants to speak to you. I was like, all right, cool. And then it was Sidhu, he was like, (laughs) like he was saying, he was, he was uh, literally straight to the point. He was like, yo, you beat sick, man, just make me some stuff. It was only like a minute, minute conversation. And then sent him a beat that same night, the next, no, yeah, I sent him a beat the same night, and he sent the vocals literally about an hour later. So, like, in the space of half a day, the song was, like, more or less done. Wow. It was, yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, literally in the space of three hours we are speaking to him, we'd made, like, half the song without even meeting or anything, yeah. So he was, like, he, that guy is crazy, man, the way he, his work rate is all gone. You hear that,
1: especially about Goran and how fast as a lyricist that they used to work. He
2: wrote, he wrote go in, 50, I think it's like fifteen to twenty minutes. It something stupid like that. Fifty, and the other track I've done, which um, obviously no one's heard, but the rhyming on that, like, the, is is actually rapping like it's crazy, man. And he wrote that pretty quick, as well. Something stupid, but so you like know what I say. I just want to get into the logistics of it because it really fascinates
1: me. Yeah, so you got that song from there, like surely from his end, he won't want it just hanging around as well. Would he kind of reuse and recycle that for another song then,
2: or he could? In terms of the the vocal, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be honest, like you know, people he's he's announced. Don't look too. He's obviously not said he's produced it. Um, but I've I've heard it from a few people that some other guys have made it as well. So I, I, I don't know about that, but I've heard that there's different versions. I don't know if the lyrics are the same, but there is different versions. Um, but he's announced it a few times. Like Even recently, when he was on Instagram Live, he says, look, Don't Look Too's coming. But um, like people ask, and he's like, he'll say, Don't Look Too's coming. Last I've heard about it, to be honest, was in 2020, three years ago, I'll be honest. Do, do said, you think,
1: you should, do you, think you should rename it? Because we've got, the, we've got this kind of... Um fascination at the moment where every week there's another anniversary of a super song that's 30 years 20 years whatever like and sequels genuinely sometimes don't live up to the original do you think by renaming it uh, will kind of take a bit of that pressure away because the
2: first one was massive I'll be honest the only part 2 I think is good ever is probably and this is a movie The Godfather Part 2 apart from that I don't think any even any songs lived up to it like what about familiar. Terminator 2? Oh, you know what? I've not actually watched Terminator, so I can't. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: What about... Okay, he's... I'm not really much out. of an
2: action, action kind of film guy. Like what I about um, Back to the Future 2? Yeah, but I think, like, now... Yeah, I think classic films, fair enough, but I think nowadays, no chance, like... Even, like, cartoons, like, there's a few cartoons where they don't have like, part two, for example. Like, yeah, Toy Story 2 was dangerous. Yeah, Toy Story 2, yeah. To be fair, I think Toy Story 2, 1, 2, and 3 are good. I think 4 was crap.
1: That nah, three was definitely weaker than 1 and 2. I think two for me is my favorite.
2: Yeah, no, no, I don't I, I, I think, yeah, I'd probably go the same to be honest. I think yeah. four four was just, there was no need for that. But I think they're making a five now as well. <laughs> oh no, man. Andy's Andy, there should be a point where he's cut. Andy, it
1: off. Is Andy dead in these now, now?
2: <laughs> he's probably giving it to his grandkids, but the kids, <laughs> the toys. He's chopped one leg off. Even like, Nag now. Is there, was there, there's Naag three Naags in the and three, yeah. I like Nag T. Nag sick, but I st- yeah. compared to the first one.
1: No, oh, but you can't because like, like, I've had Jazzy on the podcast, and that was the, yeah. my ultimate goal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, no, I heard that podcast. I listened that to that was, one I was in India.
1: Yeah. That was me, that was like, for me doing anything, right? And then, he was talking about Nag where, the um, the record label T series, we didn't want to kind of prom- like pick it as the main leading song, and there was discussions whether it was like how it was going to place within the album or that like, kind of priority, but yeah. that blew off because that type of song wasn't in fashion at that point. It was a completely new sound in terms of where from what was coming out at that point, and that was part of the impact that happened why it, why it went. So I think. There were so many different variables of why yeah. that worked. And even now, it's like the kids, they've never seen... Jazzy only came back to the kind of UK performing in a club one, only the last couple of years. You've had COVID yeah. in there. So you've had a generation of students going through uni, have never seen him live. And yeah. then they've only heard that they've only heard the keyboard at the beginning by, by a DJ. Then when they see him, and he's king of stage anyway, yeah. they're like... Bang and Jots in the Hood came out as well at the same time, and that's pushed him back into it. But wait, I think Nog two, I think that had a very difficult chance uh, challenge of trying to incorporate one, but it it was
2: different. But it's I still think it's a it's it's an underrated song. Yeah, no, that is you know it's a sick song. Like, it, it hits as well, like it hits like, hard, like you know when it, the drop. It's got the same element as well. Like, you know, the dummy when it comes in popsy like, pop, that, that one, isn't it? It was popsy yeah, that was yeah. yeah, and I think she did the third one again. That was on, folk In on London or Pato- they Reloaded. Didn't know, it? No, that was all right. I think obviously compared to the first one, but I think they did a good job of trying to you know recapture that sound. I, I think they. I, I, think they recorded,
1: ideas, you know, was, I think they recorded that vocal very early, and when you heard it, you thought Jazzy sounds exactly like how yeah, he
2: sounds. You know, he, know his happened, sound, is,
1: the way he sounded
2: was 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 amazing. Yeah, man. I'll be honest; I was a bit let down with that album. Like I had really high expectations when I heard that. And then you know they're going back to the old sound, but yeah, yeah. I think the story around it was that he went back to using a lot of the
1: old, old same instruments within there. How did that transpire in terms of when mixing and mastering or anything? I don't know. It must have had some kind of element with newer technology within there, Um, but. He, I think it was more about a nostalgia thing, more kind of, um, rather than the sound, it was more the looks, the visuals of what Jazzy was doing uh, at that point. Um But you only need one song really on an album to kind of kill it. And yeah, it's, that's like not like two did. Like it was being, yeah, yeah. it was being kind of played on there. What yeah, was I was going to say to you, you just touched about India and you spent a, quite a long time. You spent, was it three months in there? Spent too long there. <laughs> I spent too like yeah, it's what three was, months. What, what was the what was the motivation of going there? Because you had an opportunity to go with D it never happened, transport for different yeah, reasons. Yeah. Why did
2: this happen then? Um, so if I'm honest with you, like uh I actually went last year as well in November. Um and I got float. So I went for a wedding, it was a completely different reason. But I t- so there's an artist I've been speaking to for a while. I can't exactly say who it is. Um, people will find out soon, but I'll give it like a bit of a clue. So, like, I went there and I told the artist. Like for a while, he's been saying, um, you know, calm down and um, like we've worked on a song, but it's it's not really been finalized. So I said to him, look, I'm coming to India. Um, like it, it might be good to like meet up. So bearing in mind, this artist lives in Mumbai as well. So this was like it was sick, man. Like. I never experienced this is one thing I learned now like it was a really big like you know learning experience for me this artist flew me out you know as a producer as well bearing in mind I would not even release the song or anything it flew me out you know um got my accommodation everything uh spent you know good time with him and that was for a whole like a whole week and um uh, they were sick man like you know I'd really want to work for this artist for a while um recorded a few things and then obviously I went back and then um I was going to finish this song now, so like when I came back, I thought, "Look, I'm gonna." I said to the artist, "Look, I'll come back in a few months." Um, I didn't know it was gonna be three months. Like, I'll be there for three months. But I originally planned, it was just a one way ticket. So I went to Mumbai, spent um, I spent eight weeks in Mumbai, and I spent eight weeks in Punjab. So
1: when you spend, are you on your own or like how
2: your bearings? Like, how does that work? Oh yeah, I was by myself. Yeah, yeah. So everything you know is like. Sorted by myself, you know, the hotels, everything. Like, it was crazy, man, like, finding where to stay. Being in India by yourself, it was a bit mental. But now it's good, man, like, even, like, music. Did you get yourself into any um, dodgy situations? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) There was one very very dodgy situation. Um, So basically, like, I I was staying in a decent hotel throughout the whole, like, the the, the first two weeks I was in the hotel. It might have been the first week, sorry. And then I had my own place. Like, it was my own um, kind of apartment. But one of the days, I couldn't get a hotel. Like, they were fully booked. So uh, yeah, this, I don't think I've ever been this stressed in my life. So bearing in mind, I was staying in a nice area called Juhu before. So that's where the beach is. Like, you know, it's all, you know, quite a bit touristy as well. Um, and there's, I was like, shit, man, I can't get a hotel. Like, this is literally last minute. And I booked a hotel in some random i can't even it was like some random area like it was it was quite near though it was only about five or ten minutes i went there um but yeah they didn't have like this is like a really busy road as well like you couldn't even get out of the car so i've got there. Taken on my suitcase then i've like the guy even got a laptop like the lobby like they've put i've been the worst place in my life i'm thinking where the hell am i going was staying in a decent hotel and everything before like you know everything was like proper like you know and then I ended up in some, th- I'll be honest, I think I ended up in a brothel, man. I, I, it was actually a brothel. And uh, it wasn't even any normal brothel. It was a, you know, like you get these uh, in India, Normal. Yeah. was half men, half women. Okay. Seven, man. Yeah. <laughs> so i watched it now, I think, where the hell have I ended up, man? i have seen the first thing I've seen is like a naked, like one of these, whatever they are, shouldn't be moving, but I, don't actually know that I shouldn't hate for them. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I was looking, oh crap, man. I'm shitting it. I've got to lock the door and everything. I'm like trying to book out of I mean, Luckily, I got out of the same night and I found somewhere decent. But yeah, that was, apart from that, there's nothing actually too, too crazy. I think it was good. Uh, it was all right, man. You Why know Mumbai is quite safe. I oh, was
1: I it? I was going to say yeah, from a crime point of view, you hear
2: quite a lot of different bits from it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be honest, I didn't get in any like weird situations, but. I met a few artists out there as well, man. It's good, like it, you know what it is. Like it was good, even like. Well, how did they
1: know you were there? Like, because obviously, if you're trying to keep it away from socials, what were you doing then?
2: How were you getting the attention? So, um, actually, so the one artist I met a few times, the one who actually originally was meant to see, so we sort, you know, we recorded went to the studio and everything. Um, I met a few artists. So I met Divine as well. So I met Divine. He was that was the most random thing ever. Like I messaged his manager. And everything, and he was like, Look, just send an email. Look, we'll get it. You can you know work. Um, you know, if Divine likes it, we'll get you in the studio. One day I'm at a bar and I'm literally randomly behind me, I've seen Divine standing there. So it, that happened. Um, then we exchanged numbers and stuff. I told you the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, that was just pure luck. Man. Like well, I was sitting him literally standing behind me, and uh it was a bit crazy because I don't know, it was a random bar, like it was was a bit, it wasn't even anything too special, like, you know. So you're in this um, bar on your own? No, so I've actually, so one of my mamma came down as well. So he was there at the time, so we went together. Um, he, he was only down for about five days. Yeah, he was here for five days, so chill with him. We went to a bar then. But I did, I did go out by myself a few times as well, man. I thought, you know what, I was trying to experience it. But it was good, man. One thing I noticed, the the, Punj- the Punjabi music's big over there, man, in Mumbai. It's, it's huge. I was thinking, I was actually shocked how big it is. So how come you stay there for that long then, three months then? I thought, you know what, if I'm going to go there, I'll do it properly. Like, I don't want to go two weeks and then I, you know, I think one thing I made a mistake with, I spent too long in Mumbai because when I was in Punjab, there was a lot of artists who I was meeting, like, probably triple the amount I met in Mumbai. Maybe even quadruple, but there was a lot. Um, But in my, I thought, you know what, I'm going for three months. Let's try and bang out as much work as I can because, when you're in England, I'll be honest, like, it's hard. Like, a lot of the art, you know, when you actually win the singer, you can just bounce off ideas. And I don't think a lot of the singers do come to England anymore, man. Like, there's not really a reason for them to come. Like, they don't shoot videos here because, you know. expensive. I can understand, yeah, if it's like, even that, there's not really many producers here. So there's no really reason for them to come. So I thought, I'll go there. And it was productive, man. So a lot of those songs, I think the first song should be coming out in a month. So that's... Oh, what have
1: you got then coming up then? Is it like, you got a, an album, individual album, or
2: what? Or how does it, or you just waiting to kind of be showcased on other people's stuff? You know what? I've realised one thing, like, you know, if you're going to make, unless you're making albums with these singers, you can't rely on just singles, man, like the big singer. So even like if I was to do a single here, to do a single there, it's, you know, you can get make money, off it, but it's not going to, it's not good for the long run now. Like if you look at these artists now, um, if you look at any artist, okay, like, for example, sandy now, he's always had, okay, he had Navan first, then he had, uh, obviously, Degipanuna. and then, um, I think a lot of the people have got like teams now, so, you know, I've found these two, um, found these two guys actually, they're going to be, in, I'm going to introduce them soon, but, um, I've been doing some work with them, they'll be coming out. Um, there's a picture on my Instagram, I think if anyone wants to have a look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to actually say like who it is, because, uh, just but. Yeah, that's gonna come out soon as well. I think we have a look what everyone is. so you haven't sent it, it's me. This man. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture on my Instagram though, like yeah. No, I it's, it's an it old picture. from
1: the from where you were staying. Yeah. Oh, you got the, the Legit
2: one. <laughs> Touch what I'm thinking, hoping that comes out soon. Um there is something we've done there. So, so
1: uh, it's not him, it's the it's with Sindle. No, 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 it is the Oh no, yeah, all right, okay.
2: It's <laughs> made me take it out of my mouth. But now, hopefully, that's gonna. We've done. We've worked. On, so i have actually met him in the studio, like a few, um, about two two months ago. So, so is that the first time you met him in person. First then? time I met him after three years, man. And that, you know what, that guy's a sick guy, man. Like he's literally like how you think he'd be like. Even with me, he's he takes your, you know. As a, I've met a few singers that've got a lot of ego. Like you know, they won't actually take you know even bother taking advice or asking for your opinion. He was very you know like. Even talking about videos, it's like, how do you think I should do the videos? Like, like for me, like I've got no clue, but the fact that he values someone's opinion, I think that's why he's done so well as well, man. He's a very respectful guy. Yeah, I've met him a few times. Yeah. And um,
1: that was one thing that I always kind of picked up, was that he's very quiet and he's, yeah. he's always observing. And, he yeah. always, and he's actually listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, when someone's actually taking in information, there's a difference... And a is yeah, yeah, yeah. a difference in energy, isn't there? When you talk to someone,
2: yeah, yeah, 100%. you can see
1: this, you, you can see that he's he's thinking about how how can I utilize this for its work and it, how do I uh, able to kind of utilize it to kind of like the day to day. Yeah, hundred percent,
2: man. Like, in, like with him as well. Like, he's um, it was great. Like, he, he was, like, it wasn't even like the first time I met him as well. He's uh, he was very like you know um, welcoming, and it was it was, it was it was it was it was one of the best times. Of, like you know. Like, I've met um, an artist, but it was a good, very good experience. Sorry, but apart from him, there's a, there's quite a few. Like, I've known a few artists, now, so I can't bear he's going to come out. I think that's going to be in the next two months. And that's a big song as well in terms of, I think he's gone all out for the video. Put it this way, he's put his video now. Um, he's got 33 different outfit changes in there, so like, he's putting a lot of. Are you in like- the video? No, I'm not in this, I'm not in the video for this one, to be honest, but um. This, this is a big song, man. Like, even the concert, the whole concept that's going to come out soon. Um, him I've done a few stuff with him. I met him out in India. Um, Barar, he's dropping an album. I've done four songs on there, so they're confirmed. Four songs in there. That's one of my favorite songs I've done as well, man. That's going to come out. Um, there's a few like Bawa, Bawa I started recording with him now recently, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um artists like to be honest they were going to come when out. you were
1: meeting these guys in india when you said like you had like you met quadruple the out, are you like recording them there and then
2: straight away there and then yeah so like what i've realized like a lot of the time like they've got the studio at the yard so like with him at sandal now when i went there it was at his yard like we went to his um house and he's got the studio there there's another guy manny long long gear i think is it he did this song Dorgan. he's got a studio in his yard went there he it's literally just so easy to record um, who else was there there's quite a few like even Carter Ben he's got a studio of, like his so it, it's 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 good man like you know like when they come here like we have to obviously book a studio like we go pirate mainly over there it's literally just done and dusted so it, like even yeah I know Manny Manny has like a portable setup, and he just takes it with him everywhere yeah that's probably the best way I think that's the best thing to do man like even now like I've got I've got my setup at yard like I've got a mic and everything but you know, when you got the whole family here as well, it's not exactly ideal, man. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: if it's uh, semi detached, everyone, yeah. everyone's here in it next door. <laughs> no, man, I've got uh, the only thing up and probably. It's mad, like, even though had happened to him, like, Siddhu came to my yard, he actually recorded here as well. So, um, I think the neighbors were like, What the, they didn't even know they've got no crew that himself like, pulled up, man, but they probably heard him as well singing in it. Oh the garage, but, yeah, what but, was I like? my seeing him coming into the house, into your yard, going. <laughs> See- for some reason, my parents don't just believe. I don't know. It's not even that I chat shit. Like I don't lie. <laughs> I don't know exactly like these. Like I was saying to him, yeah, stars coming. Like, ah, piss off, man. What, are you talking shit again? I was like, why would I lie about something like that? They're like, nah, man, he ain't coming. Or whatever. So like, he, did, he well, originally he was going to come on one. Like I think it was a Saturday. He didn't come. So these like, yeah, look, we knew we'd chat shit. Two days later, he pulled up and. I don't know. It's weird, because when they come here, like you know, like especially Musa When I met him, he's a very quiet guy. Like you know, I think when my, my, even my mom was here as well, she met him and uh, she was actually pretty surprised. Like you know, when you watch videos of these artists and like, I think that's what it is. You watch videos of these artists and they act one way in the like a video, and when you see him in real life, it's it's crazy. Right? Like, but one thing with Musala as well, he's very. He was very. Um, he knew a lot about like, UK rappers, well, it it's weird, because I showed him one, there's an, a rapper called Caps, so I've done, like, I've worked with him as well, um, he's, uh, nothing's come out there, but he, I know him and he's recorded something, but he knew, he was, uh, this. bear in mind, this guy's, like, in a big, like, 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 he's not got a million followers or anything. He's, I think he's got, like, 93,000 followers or something like that. And since he knew he was, I was thinking, what the hell? It's <laughs> crazy.
1: Yeah, you you know, obviously, since he's passed, you listen to his music different, isn't it? And the yeah, way yeah, that, you, you know where his origins are from the band and doing everything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But the way how he knew certain, <coughs> certain things and topics Yeah, and um, the situations, like, he must have constantly been scouring and seeing what, what was going on
2: in terms of content in order to, And you just, like, it, it's spooky in some ways. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, his knowledge on hip hop for a start off, that was pretty mad. Like, even like this new Steflon Dunn track he's done, he's talking about like Wu-Tang Clan, like Ghostface Killer. Like, I mean, I don't really know like too much about hip hop, but I think, you know, this guy's like from the bend, he knows all that stuff. But even his lyrical, like, is oh, he's just too good, man. He could do anything as well. Like, he's, he was very versatile, he did love songs and he had the whole gangster image.
1: Who's the Who's the most talented <clears throat> person who you've who one has shocked you in the studio,
2: to surprise, uh, uh, to like, blew you away? So like, you know what? Like, I'll be honest. Like, Cildo and Garden, hundred percent. Like, obviously, like, um, mainly because they write their own lyrics, they come up with their own compositions. I think to come up with the composition it's, it's hard, man. Like, I've tried myself. Like, artists try and ask me. I'm, I'm I'll be honest. I'm not too knowledgeable or stuff like that. Like I'll always end up coming up with old compositions, but the fact that these guys are making compositions from scratch so they, they, like, they, they, them two impressed you. Who surprised you? Surprised me. Um, Brindle to be honest, when I met him, he was like, he writes his own lyrics as well. Like, I didn't because I played him a beat and he's just writing on the spot to it. And he can and the songs well, one of the songs that we've recorded is a banger man, like, basically, the, it's called Shraab. The Hoop is like. He's basically saying, like, in your lifetime, the amount of uh, water you, like, drink, like, in your whole lifetime, we drink, we we drink, me and my boys drink more alcohol, so, like, he he just wrote that, he wrote that there in the spot, man, like, we were sessioning as well at the same time, and when he wrote that, we were like, what the hell, man? And he whacked the whole song out in literally about 20 minutes, he wrote the whole song. So I was thinking, you know, he's, he's talented as well, man, I think he's very underrated, um, but even like I say about like these new guys coming as well, like who I said I'm gonna try to be working with, they're even the way they're coming up with compositions. I think you know what, as an artist, if you can come up with compositions, that's the main thing, man. Like a lot of the stuff now, like if you listen to AP and Garindra, because it's like the new composition like Garden 100 percent even 52 bars, then fresh compositions, man. Obviously, take it easy. I think you take, it take was like from Mahonic, but majority of Garden stuff's is brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Goat, like when I made goat now. It's got the, the strings done no no. Got to actually copy that started like I wouldn't even think of anything like that. He copied the composition, sorry, of the strings and he made it into his own composition. Even the don't look song, like there's a certain sample I using it, and he's copied that sample and it came out sick, man. So to do something like that, I think it takes a lot of time. Like yeah. it's it's well, even the, it's I think you know what, like that's a real gift. Like making music's one thing or even singing, but if you can come up with stuff like that, especially writing lyrics and compositions, that's I think that's, you know, the highest, like best gift you can actually like have like talent. So yeah, he's, um I think them a like, lot in general, but you know what, there is a few, like a lot of the people I've worked with there, they are pretty, you know, everyone's, tired, you know, I've not really had any bad experiences working with anyone, so yeah.
1: Um, I know we're going to do this again, so I'm, I'm kind of, um, kind of bringing it to a close in this bit. This is called The Bandwagon. Um, Is there a bandwagon in terms of that you want to jump on or jump off, or is there anything on off your chest that you want to um discuss? This is your space to do so.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I'll be honest. Like a lot of these producers now, a lot like I said, a lot of the UK guys they're doing doll and stuff, which is um, which is good. Like I, I I'm still going to do that. Like a lot of my song, but I think one thing I think we actually need to realize, like, it's not you know I don't think a lot of people want to hear that. You no, know, like for example, now, okay, right, like. A rap, like you know what it is? You can't like, win with singers. A lot of people. My like, look now, like if you got like, you got rough now, for example, and people are comparing him to J.K. But like, why are people comparing him to J.K.? What is it? Because he's doing hip hop with Dolla? Like to me, that doesn't make sense for a start. Like, in terms of like, there's no one to compare him to. Like, who? Be honest, like in the UK, there's no no singers. There, so they're going to compare each other, but it's like both of them could do the, you know, do the same thing. Like, in terms of they do hip hop or folk, whatever. I think a lot of people just think, like, if a new singer comes out now and starts doing bungalow, they to be like, you yeah, know, this guy's in, he's trying to be rough. So, what the? F-? You know, you always, you know, if someone makes folk music, like, or if they make trap music, I might make folk now and they would be like, oh, he's just trying to copy True School. Like, it, to me, it doesn't really make sense in it, like, a lot. So, the one thing I'm going to try and definitely do is I've taken a little time out for music to, like, I've had a bit of a gap to, like, kind of create my own sound. So I think now with these next releases, there's gonna be, they'll be quite similar in terms of people will be able to say this is a G funk song, you know, or so like, like a signature kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing of, I've, I've kind of stepped away from the door to be honest. Like there's still percussion in my tracks, but I've kind of stepped away from that. So, um, but I think definitely now people will kind of realize like you know this is especially because there's a lot of songs coming out in one go now that people will realize so. That was my main thing. Um, another thing as well, I think, it's, it, you know, like, oh, I don't know, like there's a lot of, there's too much politics in this music thing, man, like, even the whole, one thing I was going to say as well, I want to get off my chest, is, you know, the Sindhu thing as well, like, they all slayed him off and when he passed away, like, you, you know, everyone's like, oh, Sindhu, this, Sindhu, that. I think that's what it is, even now, there's a lot of artists, you people are, you know, you cuss off, and then, uh, my but, point the, is basically-
1: but the thing is, people are not that fickle as well. People, they might not publicly say, but they'll not. Know, everyone knows who said what when in it. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's, oh. there's enough within it. But how that transpires to an audience buying your stuff is yeah. they don't give a shit. I think it's just for those people who are really concentrating on the industry mm-hmm. who care about the industry or want to know the intricacies that it's and it's something for them to say yeah, oh yeah. there's you big up my man but when this happened you said this and there's a yeah, there's yeah. a tweet or there's a a picture yeah. or there's something out there kind of like backing it um, yeah, yeah, and but at the same time I think people are allowed to change their minds I yeah, think no, what, no. What, yeah,
0: yeah. I think what's
1: happened is if if people have had one set opinion and they just stick to it, I think yeah. if you actually come around and say, yeah, I've changed my mind on it, which is a lot braver. Uh, people yeah, think you've got to have the same viewpoint for 10, 20 years or for the rest of your life. You're, yeah, of you're allowed to change your mind. It's like footballers, like they're going to be shit one second. And then you think, blah, blah, blah. then they develop think Actually, you know, something,
2: they're decent. Yeah. You can change your mind. Yeah. So like my, my, my point being is like, you know, like if cause someone's here now, it shouldn't take someone to pass away to like, you know, for someone to realise the value. Exactly, like, even now, like, I think a lot Gary, of people, Gary Sandy said that in, in his latest, the GB track. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because like, even, like, now, I'll be honest, like, there's a lot of... I'm going to be straight up, like, in the UK now, one reason this UK scene ain't working is because there's a lot of problems between people, like, obviously, maybe the general listener might not know that, but there's a lot of, you know, different groups, let's put it that way. And like, I'll be honest. Like, I was, you know, there's been even like stages where I've not been like cool with this person or not been cool with that person. One thing I'm trying to like aim for now is, you know, let's. If anything, we should, us like, should, you know, stick together. as, you know, with the UK now. If you care about Bangalore and UK music, we should be, you know, working together. Other, we realize one thing, you know, like Canadians, they and Indian, like even in India, they like working together. Like, um, you know, they're um, they're quite open to collaborating. One thing here, like. Yo, there's a lot of, like, jealousy, man. Like, you know, and uh it's, it's weird. I don't know.
1: I think the jealousy comes in is because the amount of money that's at stake. Yeah. You know, there's, there's never been a time in terms of the amount of money an individual can make from this scene ever before. The yeah. ability to sell out arenas, the ability um to have one... Look at Mulgitt, Milkeith. Mulgitt done Gali Eric and he is uh, in Canada and America. He is caning in it,
2: yeah.
1: No, no, and yeah, so, I yeah. so, uh, so it's it's giving you the image that even the old school could be do one thing and they're back. So you know that it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? And I think what yeah. happens with hope that turns into greed, yeah, and then yeah. that turns into kind of that's jealousy it's there just, and then because if they're like, why is he killing it? He's taxed this, be, he's done that, blah blah blah. I've done yeah. the same music. I deserve the same thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like you know, you know it is though. But look, okay, if you look at now, if you look at Kanye now, you've got Shab got AP. They're all doing the kind of rapping kind of thing, like Grinder and that. But they all follow each other on Instagram. They all like support each other. Like I seen a video of God and all, like, going like like trainer shopping or something, and he's actually openly saying like, yeah, he's been asked like who else is killing it, and he said, you know, Shab, AP, Um, Diljid, Over here, I'll be honest with you, like, like singers now, like, they don't even want to, like, recognise other singers either, man. It's a bit, like, producers, I don't know, man. But I think
1: it's all, I think it's still early over there. I think that level of bitterness will enter Canada soon. It's got to. Because when the money's there, it it always, it happens in every, every mainstream genre of music. Every genre of music has it. It's just about timing of when it comes in or not. Yeah, that's no, true. Yeah, hundred percent. I was gonna I, ask you. Sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, current. I was gonna ask you in terms of like, what's the motivation of it though? Because you've worked with everybody, you've yeah. just said it yourself. You've gone through all all it from there. Like, what is there left for
2: you to achieve? To be honest, like I, I forgot to say as well. Like I've got my first um, commercial, like I mean, it's like mainstream English song coming out as well. That's gonna. I can't actually announce the artist, but um, it's a big rapper, like. I did that alongside um, S Vanessa, like I was saying earlier. So, I uh, and him collaborated on the beats. So, like, I obviously did the melody and the keys. And he did, um, you know, the bass and drums. So, we worked on that together. And that's going to come out. I'm not too sure when it's going to come out, but he's been recording and everything. So, like, even that market, I've hit kind of trying to hit there as well. But, you know, I've, I've met all the artists now. like, maybe, like, when you start off, you're like, oh, look, my goal is to work with this person, like, Duljeet. At this point now, I don't really actually want to, um, I don't really care who I work with. Like, even now I'm saying, look, I want to bring out like these new guys who I've come across. The main thing is I want people to like, enjoy like my sound. I think before, I'll be honest, like, I think when you, I think with every producer or every singer, that when they start making music, they do want a bit, you know, they like the popularity, the clout. You know, that's, there is a kind of element which people do chase that side. I'm To be honest, I'm, because course I've got that, I worked with Dunjeet, that it was one of the, you know, a really big song that kind of, and then obviously with better than I, I did like, you know, Glass and I did Little Guardian. Th- those songs are doing well. There's another thing I was going to say about that as well, actually, I'll mention it after. Um, I want people to actually you know recognize, you know, my sound and be like, just not, I want to establish my name as a producer, like for his music, not because of who he's worked with, if that makes sense. So that's my main goal now, to be honest.
1: Brilliant. I've really enjoyed this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've clocked about two hours, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah,
2: yeah 100%. pretty awesome. Yeah, no,
1: I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you all the success going forward. Yeah, and Thank um, you, man. Thank you for having me on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of get it document at this point. And I know that in the near future, that when you hit those heights and you do doing everything,
2: then it's open door, just hit, I'll hit you back up. And then um, we'll yeah, get it. No, yeah, 100%. Like hopefully, hopefully this time next year, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to aim for my production, like my discography to like double, like, you know, in terms of like my releases. So. Obviously there should really be more to talk about, but no, nah, thank you man, it was a wicked conversation. I'm glad we spoke about this, there's a lot of things got off my chest as well. Yeah, yeah, it's good man, you'll, you'll have a good sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, I've, I've, been, I've been a bit ill the last week, but I've, I've probably time a bit clogged up, my whole family's got like some, some flu going on, so. This is somewhat cold in it apparently, but it's been raining, like ridiculous, so. Yeah, so another thing I was going to say as well, like, um, I've actually noticed, like, you know, as a producer, there's not really a lot of uh, credit given in terms of like, I think, you know, back in the day in the UK, the producers used to get, you know, it was producer led. And then obviously the singer, you didn't really know who the singer was. Like, for example, now, look look at PBN now, if you've got like Ajime Beanie, I don't think anyone knows who the singer is. Obviously, his name is Sanjay Thali, but no one knows who that is. Even John Punjabi, no one knows a singer. There's a lot of songs like even Borderline, you know, no one knows a singer. I think nowadays it's completely gone the opposite way. So, for example, now I've made songs with uh, all right, for example, I've used Raf as an example now, and um, I've seen on like for example, TikTok, like the songs blown up. Like, there's one, there's a guy in Canada and he's reviewing the song, and the guy's going. He's actually captioned it. The beat goes so hard that I started sh- I don't know what he's captioning, but I'll find the video now. <laughs> There's a video, basically, the guy saying that. And then I've read the comments. Okay, so the guy's actually mentioned the beat. And it's got 60,000 likes, this TikTok. I went, to- I thought, you know what? Let's just have a look at the comments. Obviously, I made the track. I thought, you yeah, know, everyone's just saying, oh, which is not, obviously, which is no disrespect to Raf, obviously. He- he's not going around saying that. Like, you know, I'm in the video as well. But I'm saying as an audience point of view, like, so I'm in the video, I've made the music and these caption it. The beat goes so hard, and everyone saying, "Yo, Raf's brought you know UK bhangra back." He's brought. The-. I'm thinking, "Yo, like, no disrespect to him as an artist, or no disrespect to any artist that could happen with anyone." But like, as a producer, I've made the music. It's been my idea to make the music a certain way. The UK bungalow folk, like, I'm not getting seeing one comment even mentioning that. So I think it's a bit unfair when people are going, "Oh, this guy's brought this back or this," because it's when it. If you go, okay, for example, now, if you go to a wedding now, and that song gets played, people ain't dancing to the vocal, they're dancing to the, the beat. So it's a bit of a slap in the face, to be honest, as well. But that's one thing I want you to go off my chest. Fair enough. I think, it's, I, think
1: it's, um, I think it's a good point in terms of like there's loads of elements, there's team efforts, there's a ly- no one's shouting the lyricist or anything like that. But I also think yeah. in terms of like UK punk, like, there's different versions of it and yeah, it's just yeah. like it's okay it's only taken um you know this song to kind of highlight it to somebody else but yeah um, a movement is a movement in terms of over a long period of time and that's what my only worry is in terms of where the longevity of music is just like this or an artist yeah, someone comes out like you know if you have this discussion in um 3 years time or 5 years time then you can turn around and say like there's there's a body of work and stuff stuff around it but yeah. I also think that you've got to work with UK producers uh, to get to have that kind of credibility. If you're working with everyone and yeah, and yeah, not, not from there, I
2: don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'll be honest. Like, it's 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 pretty. It's you know what? Like, I'll be honest. Like, that UK Bangladesh, will always be there, and it's in, obviously in demand. I think even in Canada now, they're thinking, "Yo, what? Where the hell is this coming from?" Because it's been a bit of a drought for me. I think. It went to Punjab from about two from 2016. You had this secret going, you know, this secret just taking over. And that's that's Bhangra, like but it wasn't UK, like you know, it was a bit more.
1: But then you know, the power right? shift, but I also think of migration though, as well, because in the 80s and 90s, you still had those children from the people who came from the 50s and 60s, yeah, being born here and done that had influence or and people were still coming from India,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: as artists that sort of stopped now, yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: people have gone shifted from India straight to Canada and it's no it's no it's not, not shocked that they're booming. Yeah, I think 100%. what's happening now we've got a like, a mini revival where people are coming back and it's doing it from there but how long that is that gonna last i think we're gonna have spurts personally yeah, i think yeah. we'll have spurts until it kind of fizzles down to uh you know in 30 40 years time that it's just it's yeah. it's just a tokenistic issue you see the volume at weddings now on the dance floor the non-Pongra uh, section where you play mainstream songs are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent, million percent. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's, a bit, it's unpredictable to be honest. One the, one guy say like you know who's always catch the sound, and if you listen to every album, you can tell his ch- sound's changed. His uh, Mani Sandy listen to his first album, My Time, is very thisy. Then he's got like Welcome to the Future, where the, it's completely different, like. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you think he's up now, like you know, this guy's, it's actually crazy. Like this guy is not, like he's actually adapt. You know, like, for example, now if you get like, for example, True School now. Let's use him as an example. they've had that same sound, which is not a bad thing. That's their sound. They've got their like Shindel's got his own sound, and that's worked for them every album. Like people want to hear that, but the fact that Manny Sandu can change his sound every few years. And it still sounds like a Manny Sandy Song, it's just, that's mental, man. Yeah, I think you have that even
1: with artists, where, with the image, where they change the image, and it's always constantly yeah. evolving, isn't it? And that's yeah. that
2: promotes the longevity. Um, yeah, hundred percent. that's is- when you know you've actually made it. If you know you can change your image or change your sound, and it's still, you know, people have people are still, you know, liking your stuff. Then that's the main aim. So hopefully, that's what that was my main goal as well. So I can, you know that's you know so people hear my new songs now they'll know my sounds adapt like it changed a bit but they still you know it still works so <laughs> but now vicky man that's having me yeah